In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 145th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, Luckless in Indianapolis. Yes, they lost their quarterback, Andrew Luck, who retired for health reasons on August the 24th. But hey, they found a way to be competitive in their first two games. We're going to talk about the, uh, the, the Colts, their quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, go over some personnel, uh, issues that, uh, we've come across here in our, uh, research of the Colts. You know, Quentin Nelson, they like to run behind him. They got some running backs. Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, and Jordan Wilkins. They've uh, uh, been leaning on those three guys here early in the season as they are one and one. We're going to also hear from Desmond Trufant and Grady Jarrett. We'll do that first and uh, then get into the Colts and break down this matchup here that the Falcons have on Sunday at 1 p.m. It'll be 12 uh, Central there in Indianapolis. So I think they stay on the East Coast time now these days, but we'll see. We'll figure that out when we get up there. But, hey, before we move on to the Colts, let's go to the locker room on Sunday night after the Falcons beat the Philadelphia Eagles 24-20. to And here from cornerback Desmond Trufant in his first two-interception career uh, game in his career. We was flat last week for whatever reason. Um, this week, you know, we knew we had a, a challenge, and uh, we came with that fire. We uh, put put some great drives together, so uh, I'm excited about where we can go with it. You talk about the range of emotions on fourth and long, give up that huge first down, and stop them six sets is short. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a game of inches, you know, they might, they get a big play, but, you know, they still have to score, you know, so we, uh, we gave up that play, but we, we, you know, refocused, relocked in, and, uh, you know, stopped them, so, you know, I was happy about that. Desmond, now that it's, you know, in the past and you guys got a win to show for it, I remember DQ this week said he was pissed, you know, after that first game. What was this week like for you guys? Was there, you know, kind of tougher talk than usual coming out of a loss? Um, yeah, Q was definitely, um, you know, because don't, don't do me like that. Uh, nah, yeah, Q was definitely, um, you know, he was upset because we didn't come out and perform. We didn't do, you know, what we said we was going to do. We had put a great week of work and we just didn't perform. So this week, we knew, uh, we know we got a good team. Uh, we just got to put it together, play with energy, play with fire, and, uh, you know, we can get results like this. We, we hear so much from him about this defense. Desmond Trufant, yes, uh, man, that was uh, telling there. Uh, Dan Quinn pulled out uh, my dad's card. That's the do what you said you're going to do card. Man, That's uh, he went all the way there on the first game of the season. You know, you know if you say you're going to do something, 
Hey, you got to do it. You know, that's the straight manhood card. My dad uh, comes with that one. So, uh, Coach Quinn went went with the dad card after that Vikings game. And, uh, uh, you know, hey, you don't get to pull that card out all the time. But he pulled it out early this season. You know, do what you say. Y'all said y'all the brotherhood. Y'all said, you know, all this stuff y'all talking about. Go out there and do it. And uh, Trufant told us that, and that's what they did. Uh, the big thing was uh, holding them 49 yards rushing after giving up 172. Let's hear from Grady Jarrett. The same thing you see with them every week. I mean, that's a group of guys that you know work hard together and work well together. And I uh, know we just got to come with it and uh, we put up a good fight. Today. What was the, uh, the bum kiss about? I haven't guessed, but what was the bum kiss? About? Oh, that was to my mama, man. That was to my mama. <laughs> she, she made it to she made it out to the game. Uh, not even a week out of surgery. And uh, team at Mercedes hooked her up, put her up in the suite, so she didn't have much people around, so that she could just chill out and watch the game. Um, and that was, you know, that was to my mom. So I saluted. I, I, well, everybody wanted to stay home, but she, she wasn't having it. So uh, had to make sure she was she was uh, comfortable. And uh, you know, that my ride out. She she don't miss it. She don't miss it. Uh, to get the clothes, um, Grady, how how good was it to get the clothes for the defense? Y'all were in that situation last year, yeah, but never good. do it. Um, it felt really good to get the clothes, and, uh, you know, it got, it got really interesting at the end, even. So, but, I mean, they made some nice plays, but we never finished it out. Grady Jarrett giving a shout out to his mom, Alicia. Uh, she had surgery apparently, uh, didn't uh, follow up on, 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 I don't think we need to know, but you know, she had surgery and was at the game. She makes all the games. I see her in the airport and, uh, she's got her Jerry, Jared jersey and, uh, all bedazzled and her jewelry and rhinestones all the time. She's having a good time with it. Uh, you know, uh, some of my friends sat with her and some of her friends up in Pittsburgh last year. But she makes all the games. And I know he was uh, glad she was able to make this one after uh, surgery. And uh, they had her up in the box. And I uh, hope she's doing well. Get well, Miss Jarrett. Uh, get well. And, uh, you know, um, Grady sent a kiss up to you in the box there. And uh, hopefully everything's okay. Hey, let's move on to the count. Or one more shout out before we move on. Man, I'm sick. I can't go to this uh, Georgia Notre Dame game. One of my kids that I've been following since he was about eight, Kyle Hamilton, will be coming back home playing some safety there for the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, his mom, Jackie's one of the nice ladies over in Dunwoody. Uh, so hopefully, Jackie, Miss Jackie, and uh, my friend Doug Jackson and Kyle all have a, a good game over there when they play the uh, play the. Uh, uh, Bulldogs on Saturday. I'll be somewhere in Indianapolis looking for that game. Uh, so uh, good luck, Kyle. All right, on to the Colts here. One and one. They they beat the uh, Chargers. They lost to the Chargers, thirty to twenty four. They had them beat. Adam Vinatieri missed a couple field goals and an extra point. That's why how they lost that game. They lost by six. He would have had seven. That would have been the win. And then he struggled again in Tennessee. They they won though, nineteen to seventeen. They got these odd scores because he's missing extra points and so forth. So uh, you know, but they're sticking with him. And, uh, you know, he's a legendary kicker. He's 46, maybe near the end, but, you know, nobody wants to admit it, and they're talking out loud about it. The Indianapolis Colts are 14-2 and 
Well, Indianapolis slash Baltimore Colts are fourteen and two against the Falcons. Uh, they won the last game twenty four to twenty one on November twenty second, two thousand and fifteen. Adam Vinatieri kicked a forty three yard field goal with fifty two seconds left to win that game. All right, now uh, one of the another thing here with the Colts, they're going to be uh, our guy Rock Yasin from. Presbyterian and Temple played at Southwest Cab has been playing nickel about 60% of the snaps started the last game against Tennessee uh, he may have an expanded role in this game because the, the Colts top cornerback Pierre Desir out of Lindenwood College is uh, has a knee injury and may not be able to play and uh, I like Lindenwood College. That's where my dad used to take me uh, uh, as a young kid, as uh, I think a 10 or 11, to see the St. Louis Cardinals practice. And he'd give me a pencil and a, the roster, and he'd tell me to cut it down to, to 53, I think it was, or 60. It might have been 60. And so, you know, I would watch all the players. If they dropped the ball, i cut them. <laughs> If they if they caught it, I always kept too many receivers. But uh, yeah, that Lindenwood College—that's where Pierre Desir is from. Another big issue with the Colts here is uh, Darius Leonard, defensive rookie of the year last year out of South Carolina State, South Carolina State Bulldogs, out of the MEAC. Their weak side linebacker is in the concussion protocol, so we'll monitor that this week and. Uh, he finished the game in uh, Tennessee, and uh, and afterwards, uh, when he got back home, he started feeling symptoms and went into the protocol. So we'll see uh, if they're able to get him back for uh, this game. Now, a couple other guys, uh, you know, I talked to my good friend Stephen Holder of these of the Athletic. Um, you know, used to be Indianapolis Star. Uh, and Holder gave me a bunch of people to watch here in this game that we will have to uh, keep track of on defense. With if Leonard's out, Kyrie Willis, Malik Cooker, Clayton Gathers, they fabricated pass rush with between those guys. Uh, Pierre Desir, we talked about him. Knee, he's their top corner. Uh, they've been playing more man than than last year when they played a whole lot of zone. Uh, Yasin may start. He's been in the nickel defense. He started last week against the Tennessee. He was based on uh, the pre- uh, personnel presented by the other team. But if Desir is out, they think Yasin will go outside, and uh, he played. Uh, he's he's in the nickel, but he goes outside. Uh, you know that what they do in the passing game. Of course, you know let's get to the quarterback. That's key here with Andrew Luck retiring, a surprise retirement. Uh, and y'all saw how the fans acted up there. That was rude, and uh, I think they regret it too. But uh, you know, uh, Andrew Luck uh, knew his dad, Ollie Luck, out of Cleveland, Saint Ignatius High. Saw him in uh, a. Uh, City Championship basketball game where the St. Ignatius Wildcats took on the John Adams Rebels and the Let Better Big Sisters were all cheerleaders for the John Adams Rebels. It's a great shootout at Public Hall. Ollie was a good basketball player too. Went to play uh, quarterback at West Virginia. Now uh, executive around in pro football. Played some with the Houston Oilers. But anyway, we're talking about Andrew here and his replacement, Jacoby Brissett. 
Jacoby, uh, they've been going with a short and quick pass game, leaning heavily on the run with him. Uh, started his career at Florida, went to NC State. Spent the year and a half behind Brady, two years behind Luck. I think he's ready to be a quality starter in the NFL. They're not asking him to do too much yet, but they will eventually. His mentors are Bill Parcells and Charlie Weiss. They saw something in this young man and decided to stay with him throughout his career. Now, um, the Colts are did like the Falcons. They went and got a guard in the first round of the draft two years ago, and uh, Quentin Nelson is the anchor of that line from Notre Dame. Um, and we're going to get into some of that, why he is the anchor. But this is the type of jo- uh, Jacoby Brissett line here uh, that he had against Tennessee, 17-28, 146. Three touchdowns. He's accurate in the red zone. So uh, that's a note for the Falcons defense. Uh, One interception, 95.2 passer rating. Now, they are, it's no uh, secret what they're trying to do. They lean on the run, they stay patient under Coach Frank Reich. Former quarterback, mastermind of Philadelphia's uh, Super Bowl run, uh, along with Doug Peterson. So he's a fine coach. They went and got him when uh, Josh uh, McDaniels backed out on him. So good, good for Coach Frank. Remember him back in Maryland back in the day, leading that comeback against Miami. But. Great offensive mind. He's come up with a way for these guys to win, and it is to lean on the run game. Marlon Mack, 174 yards against the uh, San Diego Chargers in the opening game. You know, they kept plugging. They kept plugging. You know, he only had like 30 yards at halftime, and then he bust loose for 124 in the third quarter, 63-yard run. You know, so they're going to stick with the run. They're going to stay with it. Uh, they did it the same thing in Tennessee. Uh, the hundred the hundred seventy four yards were the most by a coach running back since Dominic Rose broke loose for one seventy seven against the Falcons in two thousand and one. And so you know, Mac doesn't carry low by himself. He's got a posse. Naheem Hines comes in and uh, he gets some action. And then last week it was Jordan Wilkins that you know was the big breakout back. Uh, you know, uh, you know they're gonna stay with it. Two, three, four yards. Two, three, four yards. Then boom, there's the 55 yarder uh, by Jordan Wilkins, six one, two hundred fifteen pound back from Ole Miss. Uh, five carries for 82 yards against Tennessee. So you know they got some guys. They got Mac. Hines and Jordan Wilkins, and then we um, were loaded by Holder that, hey, at some point they're going to give Paris Campbell the the jet sweep. They keep running him. He's their motion guy. He's their move guy. Uh, You know, the – the Rams run all that motion and stuff, too, so everybody's copying that. And uh, the Eagles did it, too, so, you know, no surprise Frank's doing it there in Indianapolis. But Paris Campbell, the speedy wide receiver, he's going to be alert for him. Okay, now uh, 
just kind of moving on down my list. We didn't even get to our uh, the big guy from Georgia, Justin Houston, who went to the Colts when they were making a move. They went 10-6 last year, thinking they got to get their defense better so they can go to playoffs, uh, contend with the, uh, the Chiefs and the Patriots in the uh, AFC. But then, you know, the quarterback retired. So now they're, you know, they're just in a fight right now. They're going to fight, and they're going to run the ball, and they got Justin Houston, and uh, you know, former Georgia Bulldogs started his career with Kansas City. Uh, they move him around. They uh, he's playing all over the place, even some tackle. So you know, that's a. I don't know if he's still a game record. I don't know if the Falcons think of him in that way, but I know they're going to want to account for him, and that he'll be one of our key matchups uh, going into our game day breakdown on Sunday. Uh, kind of below the radar guy I was told about a couple of them. Uh, Denrico or Danico Autry against the guards. He's a good little tackle. Uh, he's been getting some penetration. He's got a couple sacks. Another one of their pickups was Devin Funches, the receiver from uh, Carolina, who never did anything against the Falcons. I, I, you know, he looked apart. He had a couple good games there in Carolina, but nothing against the Falcons. But they have Deion Kane from Clemson. Six-round pick that uh, is getting some run up there. Uh, Dion, I remember him at his pro day, and he, he lasted to the sixth round despite good measurables because he, he just dropped a lot of passes. So, uh, you know, that they, they've uh, – you know they're gonna to try to fix that part of his game, and, and another big part of the thing that the Colts do is, uh, you know, they go double tight ends and try to run the ball down your throat. Uh, Mo Alley Cox, Jack Doyle, or they're blocking tight ends, and then Eric Ebron, the former Detroit Lion, who had the big touchdowns last year for the Colts, uh, is you know more of their red zone threat guy. Now I was talking to Steve. Um, and he was telling me, Holder, uh, from The Athletic, that, yeah, I was like, hey, man, Ebron dropped everything in Detroit. And he's like, well, he dropped just as many last year here, but he had the touchdown catcher, so nobody really cared. <laughs> so uh, there's Eric Ebron. He will drop a pass for you, but he uh, he's catching more in the end zone, or it seems like we saw a lot of highlights of him catching last year. So that's a, that's a good wrap-up here of the Colts. Quentin Nelson, the run game, Jacoby Brissett, defense, Jason Houston. We got to watch for a couple key injuries, Darius Leonard. Uh, and uh cornerback Pierre Desir, you know, that's gonna those are two those are their top two guys, man. If they're out, uh, you know, some guys are gonna have to step up, including Rock Yasin, uh the cornerback from Temple, Southwest to Camp. You know, uh I retweeted his story this morning about uh my fat brother Keith Johnson, uh the wrestling coach over there getting him uh involved in the football program out of Southwest to Cab and led him down a path to the NFL. So with that, we're going to wrap it up here with the 145th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. This episode was titled Luckless in Indianapolis. Kind of like, you know, Sleepless in Seattle.
the AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.